Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus this is Inside Purple and Gold. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dane Mizutani. We're joined by our friend Alec Lewis today. Jace couldn't be here, so Alec Lewis has decided to step in for us. Um, we couldn't be happier. He's our friend over at, at The Athletic. He got here like, what was it, like a month ago now or two yeah. months ago? How, how long you been here, Alec? I think it's six weeks. I don't know. I, I, I've told people a month for like a, a, a while, so we'll stick with that. But no, it's been, it's been a whirlwind. It's been a fun whirlwind, to be honest. But I've, I've, uh, I've enjoyed it. Uh, it's been a crazy start to a, an NFL season, uh, but it's been fun. Yeah, I guess time flies when you're covering a 5-1 and one team that might be good. Like, I, <laughs> I don't know. Like, we'll just let's just jump right into that because – I feel like every week I leave leave a Vikings game thinking like that's not going to keep working. Like if they keep doing that week in and week out and and it does keep working. And while I do think like if they continue to bend so much, they will break. I think there is something to be said about good teams find a way to win football games. And like all the facts are so far, like they are a pretty good team. Like what, what how do you kind of like digest this team as a whole right now, knowing that like, they're going to have to get a heck of a lot better if they want to, you know, rise to the top of the conference. Well, it's funny because they, they've said that too. Like they've admitted that they know that they can't continue to play the way they have and, and beat good teams. And so it's like, as much as that's the, the vibe I know from the people who cover the team, I know from the fans who watch the games every Sunday, 
the, the players feel it too. I mean, Kirk Cousins after the game literally said, like, this feels like the inverse of 21 where I feel like I didn't play well and yet we're winning and, and, I'll, and I'll take it. And I think that's how – that's just the vibe of surrounding everything. That's how I look at it is like – I mean, they're 5-1. and one. It doesn't feel as if they've, they've hit their ceiling or come anywhere close to it. And so to have banked this many wins and be where they are in the NFC North at this point is, is a – is a real positive. And, and you said it like, I mean, I, the more I look at it, the more I, there are three things that I keep coming back to of like, how is this team that hasn't clicked consistently on offense and defense uh, won five games? And, and I think obviously you could talk about competition and some of the players opponents have had out, but I come back to three things and it's the health of the roster in general. It's lack of penalties and it's the special teams performance. If you look at all three of those categories, I mean, they're they're close to the top. And and that's – I mean, they've talked about wanting to win in the margins. That was something Quasi Adolfo Mensa said from the beginning. And, and they've done that, and the result is a 5-1 and one football team that feels like they could easily have lost many of the games they won. For sure. And I, I think what, what's important, like, like you mentioned, the ways they're winning, um, the injury – the thing is a good point because back in training camp, even like a lot of us thought like, Oh, they're not going very hard. They're not going like live reps. A lot of the time, I think they had like 11 fully padded practices out of the, like the allotted 16 that you get. Didn't use all of those. O'Connell was very clear. Like, it, you know, the, the sports health and performance staff, like was very clear about like, this is what we want to do. This is the, the idea and approach that we want to take and, and it's going to keep us healthy. And, and, by all accounts, it's worked so far. So I think that's a great point. The, the penalties is a big one for me because you're right. They're the, I think they're the second least penalized team behind the Rams. Yep. So yep. it makes sense, right? Like a McVay disciple bringing that sort of discipline kind of on with him to the next stop in his career. That can make a huge difference. Um, you just think about like holding penalties. And I know through like three or four weeks of the season, they didn't have one. I think Herb Smith picked up like their first holding penalty. Maybe it was in London or it was against uh, the Bears. But like those penalties alone can kill drives. And, and the Vikings haven't like shot themselves in the foot at all, like in that sense. And, and that comes back to coaching. Like that comes back to, you know, Yes, it's on the players to perform, but when when a team is as disciplined as the Vikings have been to this point, like I think you can credit O'Connell for that. Yeah, and I mean, just look at this past weekend's game against the Dolphins. Skylar Thompson on his first drive, they look they look pretty. I mean, I think it was the second drive actually, but Skylar Thompson looked really good. They get down in the Vikings territory, and I think had like four penalties in a row. It was holding. I, I think like. I don't, James Lynch got tackled on a block. Like, I didn't know what was going on. Besides, I think they ended up, the Dolphins had like fourth and 32 at the 50 yard line or something. It, 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 I mean, your exact point, it torpedoes drives. And I, I mean, it's, it's, I think of it also defensively. Like, the Vikings have not had a ton of, of pass interferences way down the field. And again, we could say maybe that's because quarterbacks like Justin Fields. And, and and Jared Goff are, are releasing the ball and, and heaving it downfield all the time. But, I mean, those penalties happen and and often. And the fact that they have it, I think, is a critical reason uh, why they're 5-1. and one. 
Yeah, for sure. And then you, you, you obviously mentioned the special teams. Anytime I can bring up my guy, Matt Daniels, I'm going to do it. Um, maybe we'll leave that alone because our segment two, um, I, I would imagine he's going to come up um, at some point. So that's a little. Yeah, yeah, I know we we're going to get a Matt Daniels segment at some point. Yeah, that's that's a little tease to segment two, but don't worry, anyone listening at home, we will be talking about Matt Daniels. Um, <laughs> Alec, you made a you, you did make a good point. Like the five and one, they're winning these games, and like they're self aware of like of the fact that like this isn't going to continue to win games. Um, I think back to October twenty twenty. So I think you were probably covering the Royals, right? Like at that yes, point, indeed. Yeah. Okay. The Vikings got up to a one and five start. And I remember that heading into their bye week, Rick Spielman sat down with the reporters and was like, we're going to be good. Don't worry. Like this excuse, that excuse, this excuse, that excuse, every excuse in the book. And he's like, we're going to turn this thing around. And like, to their credit, like they did, like they, they figured it out. They ended up being like flirting with the 500 mark. Um, and, and I think you do see teams do that. Like you ramp up through six weeks of the season and then you kind of hit another kind of stride at some point. The Vikings were one and five. They had to dig themselves out of a hole at that point in, in 2020. And, and to their credit, they did. The Vikings are five and one this year in 22. So like there, you, you would imagine they're going to hit a stride at some point. And, and I just keep looking back to their schedule. Like it, it's, it might be among the softest schedules in the league. You're five and one at this point. What is this team's potential? Do you think taking into account the fact that likely they will get better um, getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And the fact that obviously the schedule sets up really, really nicely for them to make make a move, I think. Yeah, no, I mean, you're exactly right with the schedule. I mean, they, they obviously go to Buffalo and play the Bills. That's going to be an extremely tough test. And I think, honestly, I'm looking forward to that. And I think the team probably is too. To, to like, It's another litmus test beyond the Eagles game where it's like, okay, really, where do we stack up? So there's that game. They play the Dallas Cowboys and they play the Patriots, I think, on Thanksgiving night. Like those three, I look at it, it's like, okay, those, those will be solid tests. Otherwise, it's just – it's pretty bland beyond, obviously, the Packers who have struggled and some of the divisional matchups. Um, so it, it's it's interesting from the, from the schedule standpoint. You asked about the ceiling. I mean, I don't know. I, I think offensively, the things I think about right now is like – Adam Thielen seemingly each week seems to tweak something with his ankle or something with his leg. And I don't know how much that's affected separation, but I think for this team to reach its ceiling offensively, you need guys like Adam Thielen to be able to separate more. You need guys like KJ Osborne to, to separate more potentially and and kind of elevate his game. He's obviously performed in certain spots, but I think with the way these defenses are going to have to take away Justin Jefferson And that's not like you can't play zone defense. The Packers tried that. It doesn't work. You can't play one on one. He he torches guys, no matter whether it's Marshawn Lattimore, Xavier Howard. You kind of have to double team him, play cloud coverage, which puts the onus on offense 
not only on, on the offensive line to hold up for Kirk Cousins, but also on the receivers beyond Justin Jefferson to separate. For them to reach the offensive ceiling, I think that's what it's going to take. Defensively, um, can they continue to get the type of pass rush they did against the Miami Dolphins? I think that's going to be critical with the coverage that they play. So if that stuff can happen, I mean, I think you're looking at a team that that – I think can surprise people even like if you, in my opinion, I've listened to people nationally and it sounds like they're skeptical. And for understandable reasons, you look at DVOA, you look at EPA, the Vikings aren't a top 10, top five team in the league. So the skepticism is is warranted. But I do think if you get a pass trust, if receivers separate, if Kirk Cousins Kind of does. I mean, I, I I go back and forth on Kirk this year. It's been interesting to, to watch him. We could talk about that in general. But if, if Kirk has time and can find guys and is more aggressive, um, then I think this team is capable of, I don't know, winning 12 games, 13 games and and having a shot in the dance to to surprise people. I don't know. Um, but I think the way that they, they that they played to. To the point that we talked about from the beginning, like to rely on special teams, to rely on penalties, to rely on health, it's maybe it's possible, but um, it, it, you need some of these offensive pieces and defensive strategies to kind of click quick to to be able to surprise people. I think. Yeah, this is the point. Like in each NFL season, I think maybe this season more than than any that I wish the NFL trade deadline was like the MLB trade deadline where like there wasn't a cap. You didn't have to worry about like going over because the Vikings have like, I think it's like literally a million dollars to work with. Like they're, they're not going to be able to bring anyone in. And it, yeah, unless it's like just a marginal player on like, like an Odell Beckham, maybe on like a, but he's not going to take the minimum. So it's just like, they could restructure some stuff to try to move money around. And they, and they might, I mean, Quasi Adolfo Mensa, like if anybody is, is aware of the cap and number, be able to kind of navigate that. I think, I think they, they have what it takes, but it, it, it would take some creativity and um, yeah. Right. And that's just not something that like the NFL really has a reputation of doing, like moving huge names at the trade deadline. But I think your point about Adam Thielen is spot on. Like he's getting old. He's aging. Um, he's, he's, he's been dealing with injury issues for, for two seasons now. And you're starting to see it pop up in the kind of game to game basis. KJ Osborne, someone who I thought was really going to take a step this year and, and he hasn't, or, you know, obviously he had the game winning touchdown catch against Detroit, but by and large, he's been someone who I think like, even he would admit like his production is not where you thought it would be. Irv Smith kind of the same way. So I think there's a lot of, things on this offense to, to like you mentioned that like needs to click if they're going to take that leap defensively you know and then we can kind of leave it there like do you think like the bend don't break structure can continue to work because like the pass rush like if it's as good as it was against the dolphins like they're going to be fine but the dolphins offensive line is, is pretty <laughs> bad so like, do you think that the structure of like allowing 458 yards in a game and somehow only allowing 16 points. Is that sustainable or is that something that is eventually going to come back and bite them? It's definitely not sustainable if they're allowing the type of yardage and, and <laughs> some of the poorest zone defense that, that, that they have. I think the hope would be that the more active reps, the more in-game reps these guys get in this scheme, the better they are at communicating, at passing off routes, at understanding what, what opposing offenses are trying to do. Um, I mean, I was going back 
earlier to, or, uh, this week, and I was looking at, like, how did Ed Donatel describe what his defense would be in training camp? And he, he talked about, like, he didn't want to – it didn't want to be too simple because you want to – you don't want to give advantages to opposing offenses. That's pretty obvious. But he's like, you also don't want it to be so difficult that our players can't operate – fast and mm-hmm. free. And I think you've seen that like push pull at times this year. It's like, I mean, at times with the too high shell, you can confuse opposing quarterbacks, but also at times it, got, it looks like the Vikings defense, like communicating right before the snap, you go here and it's just kind of a mess. And so I think without them playing in the preseason, maybe it gives them a little more buffer to be like, look, more weeks in this defense, the tighter we can be in coverage, the better we can be at passing off routes. And, it, I mean, it's going to take that to, to not allow Josh Allen to put up, like, 50 points in reality. So um, we'll see. But I, I, I think it's too early for me and, and just going back and looking at some of the numbers to be like, you know what, this defensive scheme is atrocious. Because, I mean, it's complicated – uh, a lot of these guys have played different ways their whole career. Their keys have been – their principles have been totally different. They're trying to adapt on the fly. So um, I'm just interested to see how it continues to develop and how uh, – and if guys like Eric Kendrick, Daniel Hunter, have more production, more success just as the week continue to pass. For sure. Yeah, it sounds like a broken record at this point, but, like, everyone has said it, um, and I, I agree with this, like, it's better to learn these lessons while winning games. And right now the Vikings are able to kind of take a step back after every Sunday or Monday and say like, okay, we were not good at this. We were not good at this. We were not good at this, but we did win the game. Um, they're five and one entering their bye week. And, you know, we'll, we'll see how it looks coming out because there's obviously room to improve on offense, room to improve on defense. Um, but they are five and one. The schedule sets up nicely. Uh, we'll take a break there. When we come back, we're going to have a little fun. Like, we've, we've talked enough football, I think. Um, we'll go kind of big picture with this thing. It's the bye week after all. 